with the release and everything about what Mish is trying to, I guess, figure out now, I guess, what stage or what are you guys looking at at this point? Well, right now our, our plan still is practices beginning on, on Monday the 10th and competitions following that on, on the 28th. Uh, hopefully we'll still be able to have uh, district releases and uh, classifications on the 21st. That That's our original timeline. That's hopefully what we'll be able to follow. Uh, with the, the number of schools that are either already going, uh, saying they're going to go 100% virtual for the start of the school year, uh, schools thinking about that or delaying the start, uh, the, the board felt it needed to come together and, and have another meeting a little bit closer to the, the start of school uh, to answer a lot, of, uh, uh, try to have as many answers uh, as possible as schools uh, have to open their doors either virtually or physically. And with that, there's not too many that are going up here online only. And a lot mm -hmm. of them are, you know, Kansas city. I know St. Louis has some too. I'm just, how, how difficult is that kind of to manage on what to do? Cause every part of the state's different. The governor's talked about one thing will work in St. Louis. One thing won't work up in Maryville. Just how hard is it to figure out what works and what won't work? And, and that's that that is one of the the more difficult uh, questions uh, because there are so many different solutions uh, you know we, we see what happens around the country and we, we've kind of known for quite a while what works in Kansas doesn't necessarily work in Missouri what works in Illinois doesn't necessarily work in Iowa what works in Indiana doesn't necessarily work in Ohio but we can we can take what other states are doing, look at it and see what there, there might be some sort of angle uh, to those plans that could be useful in Missouri. But like, like you said, there, there's not a, a comprehensive plan. Uh, uh, you know, obviously the, the only plan that'll work is, is to shut everything down and, and everybody at that point is, is on the same page. That's, actually not what we want to have happen. Uh, we, we want to try to provide as many opportunities as we can. Uh, and so if schools that are starting the year out virtually can't necessarily compete or, or practice at the beginning of the school year, are there some non-traditional seasons that, that we could have uh, to allow those students the ability to participate? And with those, I know this is kind of more of a hypothetical question, but is there a scenario where I'll use St. Louis as kind of the example. They go spring or further back into fall, but the rest of the state goes now as planned, or I guess it's kind of a hypothetical at this point. Well, and, and that's what we're looking at and, and what we're seeing if there's by non-traditional, that, that's what we mean. If uh, you know football is played in the fall, then you know if, if, if you weren't able to compete in the traditional football season, uh, is there a way to have contests later in the year uh, outside of, of that championship season? Same, you know, baseball. If you not can't make it in the spring, are, are there opportunities that could be later in the summer or, or things like that? How quickly does the board and Misha have to have maybe something figured out at this point? I, I know practices start Monday, but as we've seen, everything's kind of been – moving when it needs to move, I guess, since March, really? Uh, you know, it, uh, sooner is obviously much better than, than later. Uh, it, 
not necessarily as soon as possible, but uh, you know, we do have a number of schools that have already moved forward in, in their plans of, well, we're not, we're going to go virtual for the first nine weeks. So we've already told all of our students, all of our opponents, we're not going to have fall activities. So that, uh, you know, they've done that in order for those other schools that may still be participating in the fall has have times to, reschedule those games, find different opponents and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, we're, we're getting pretty close to critical uh, in the schools needing to know uh, what what the marching orders are for sure. And, and unfortunately, in, in this pandemic, we really can't have set in stone marching orders because everything changes uh, so quickly and, and new information becomes available. One of the questions that I was going kind of through the release on Facebook, you guys put in kind of the comment section, just kind of reading some of them too. Um, mm -hmm. Is it tricky to kind of weigh, if you go online, you're not supposed to play athletics, mm -hmm. but some people are saying that they should be able to. Is that kind of a hard balance of it's not okay to be in school, but it's okay to compete in athletics through the school and have that close contact, even though school can't be in session? Well, and, and that, that was one of the, points raised when the board met in June uh, and and in June it was a lot easier to have that if you're not in school it's not safe enough to be in school it's not safe enough to practice because the picture for the fall was much brighter and, and everyone was going to be in school uh, and things like that now that we get closer to uh, the start of school year and, and things like that 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 picture's a, a little dimmer and so that, that will be one thing that the board will, will try to address is, uh, you know, if, if you're, you know, it, do we need to stick with that uh, philosophy of if it's not safe enough to have in-school learning uh, happening, it, it's not safe enough to have practices and, and competitions. What's the biggest challenge facing the board right now? Uh, well, you know, I, what we just talked about is, is probably one of the biggest, but I, I would say the, the biggest is uh, being able to uh, stick with a plan uh, because everything is, is shifting so quickly and what's a hot spot today is fine tomorrow, but you know, there's going to be another area that, that becomes a hot spot, And uh, you know, all the questions that area A raised, area B is going to have in, in three days because now they're area A and, and area A is cooled off to area B. So the, the shifting of, of everything is, uh, makes everything so difficult to, to have a steadfast plan of this is what we've got to have moving forward. And, uh, you know, at some point we're, we're going to have to have, we can't make any more changes. Kind of, kind of looking at the sports and individually, Football is kind of the big one on the on the contacts. Is there a scenario to maybe where some sports will go and like football may have to wait, or or it's something alternative for them just because we know how much contact there is with golf and tennis and, and sports like that. There's not as much you know contact with each other. We we, we hope there's not that scenario, uh, but we can't say that that's off the table right now. Uh, we'd love to be able to have what our fall sports are in the fall, what our winter sports are in the winter and, and spring sports in the spring. Uh, there's so much that goes on in, in a high school building, especially during the spring. Uh, 
uh, not just with athletics and all the different activities, but with, you know, your proms, your end of school concerts, school plays or musicals, graduation, uh, you know, end of the year testing, uh, all of that happens and, and just trying to finish out the school year. Now you're adding five, six, seven different sports and activities on top of that. Uh, you know, that, that can overwhelm any student, any administrator, coach, I mean, you name it. Uh, you know, and, and we haven't even talked about officials yet. So uh, that, that's why we're hoping to keep our, our traditional seasons as much as possible. Uh, you know, there are some states that have, uh, you know, have different models where they're kind of keeping the, the traditional seasonal format, but just delayed everything and, and maybe going further into the summer, which, you know, obviously could, could be an option. But the, what we're looking at mostly is if, if we're going to be shifting anything, uh, taking a long, hard look at those overlaps of the different seasons into the different seasons. I just have two more questions for you, Jason. Um, we'll go with the officials part. Has there been concerns raised from officials on being out there, whether, whatever sport it is? Kind of, we talked about before the average age of officials isn't getting any younger, and maybe mm -hmm. some have health concerns. Like, is there a concern from the official side of things right now, too? There have been, and and we've tried to you know be in communication with our officials as, as well. Uh, understanding their concerns and and trying to address those as we can, uh, and you know the as we've talked before, if if we don't have officials, then you know there's going to be a time where we can't be playing games either. So, uh, you know, that takes away from those opportunities uh, of the students at that point. So, uh, we we understand there's going to be uh, some concern there. Uh, you know, they're they're in all likelihood going to be scenarios where an official is contracted with a game and finds out the day of the contest, they, they can't officiate because they have some sort of connection to a positive test, either themselves or a family member uh, or something like that. So they're going to have to quarantine themselves and, and can't officiate, or they just wake up and, and they're not feeling well themselves and uh, shouldn't be officiating. And, so one thing that, that we are talking with schools about is, uh, you know, hopefully they can have a, a pool of two or three teachers or, or staff members uh, that become registered officials that could step in at a, a moment's notice, uh, or also looking at mechanics of uh, if we're supposed to have two officials at a volleyball match, one of them comes up and, and can't officiate that day, can we go ahead and play that varsity contest with one official uh, and um, trying to, to make sure both sides are, are comfortable with that. And, and final question, right, we've talked a lot about the short term, just kind of figuring out the plan. Moving sports around, does that have long-term impacts on, I guess, kind of things moving forward too? I know we all talk about, you know, short term, well, we can just move stuff, we can do this, but there's mm -hmm. long-term issues too if you start moving too much stuff, right? Uh, there, there could be, uh, you know, we've talked, you know, last spring uh, about the, the long-term effects of, of those cancellations and, and what that does to those seniors that now can't finish uh, their careers off or, you know, didn't realize that the last game they had played as a junior was going to be their last game. Uh, and, and so we would still have those type of scenarios because 
especially if we're bombarding, you know, moving everything to the spring, uh, now those multi-sport uh, students or, or people that are involved in many activities are, are going to have to pick and choose. And, and you know, they, they may have to make some sacrifices that they would normally not have to make uh, to be able to finish out their year. And, uh, the, you know, those, those could have some long-term effects there.